You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the ZabeCast, it is all Jay all the time. Why bother with some stupid fancy preamble? Let's just me and my brother from another mother go wire to wire today. We'll talk everything from Kyrie to Kylie, Pete Davidson, NFL Combine, Antonio Brown, and a whole lot more. Bonus 1% me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Wednesday, March 6, 2019. Thank you for downloading. We are getting right into it today. And we are calling the notorious J-A-Y. Black People Hotline. Yeah, buddy! You remember Nolan Richardson's 40 Minutes of Hell at Arkansas? Of course I do. Guess what, Jay? You're going 40 minutes hard today. I had no intro to today's Zabecast. There's going to be no outro. It's 40 minutes of you and me. You ready? A lot of nervous people right now. <laughs> they, I, I, read it, I read on your Reddit, they don't like when we talk race, saving because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Well, get used to it. <laughs> really? They're not comfortable, huh? Yes. Yes, yeah, not comfortable. Okay. I was like, what? Screw you. You know, you you read the Redditors too much. You take too much no. input. No, no, no. I do it like once a week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I had uh, I had some guy. Uh, uh, David Lindsay is his name. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my ding's not hooked up here. Hold on a second. No, I've never you are unprepared you. today. You were in school. You get a C. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> you can't hear those sound effects, can you? No. You are just awful. Yes, You're, thank you very much. It's not much. like you just got done doing a radio show or anything. I know. I should be more prepared. David Lindsay emailed to say. He hates not, me. No, he said not to complain, but I'm starting. <laughs> but I'll complain anyway. Not, Sorry. <laughs> not to complain, but I'm starting. Here, let me let me get his actual email up here because it'll take two seconds. And and David has been a longtime listener and Wait, supporter. How long time? I see time? his email all the time. Going okay, but going back to I when? see his email all I, I I don't know, I'd have to search it. Doesn't matter. Okay. He writes to say, uh uh, we may have a problem here. Not to complain, but the last couple of your shows on WTEM have been heavily laden with recorded interviews from your podcasts. Not a good sign. Hashtag more Solly, David Lindsay. Oh, God. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. No. Here's what I'll say. I I responded back. I said, other than the Paul Troth interview, which I played a six-minute chunk of a- Is that the guy from the NFL, the the the, the the quarterback guy? guy? Yeah. I I heard that today. I listened to that today while answering emails myself. I liked it. I liked it. Wasn't terrible, right? No. If it was terrible, you'd tell me, right? If it was terrible, I'd say why. (laughs) <laughs> hey, the guy has coached a lot of these players. You know, he was a scrubine at East Carolina, and he's just a, a high school assistant coach, but he works for the Elite 11, which is a pretty big competition. He's seen these guys up close. He knows what it takes. Anyway, I said, aside from the Paul Troth interview, what else? Loaded up. Occasionally, I will grab a piece of one of my podcast interviews and play it on my radio show. Why do I do this? Because it makes sense. I'm sorry if you are such a one percenter. You listen to all of my stuff, and you're like, "I heard that already." Not everyone has. What do they tell us in the radio business? When you start listening to callers, you'll you'll be out of work. I mean, yeah, I know. People, yeah, yeah. So I loved how he started with not to complain, which means you're going to fucking complain. Shut up, <laughs> God. I- <laughs> Exactly. Sally and I, Sally and I don't agree on a lot. Well, 
a lot, nothing. But listeners and emailers, I, I dislike you. I hate you people. Sorry. Oh, I've got to no. say that. Oh, Jesus. See, now I'm going to get a ton of emails on this. I, I mean, all you all they do is bitch and whine. Not all of them. I should show you all the positive emails. I get Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I, I take that back. And, this, and by the way, this one I didn't even take personally. And, and David, I'm sure you're listening. Don't take this the wrong way. You and I are still hang die, as uh, Al Swearingen said in Deadwood with his Chinese friend, Mr. Wu. Hang by die. the way, Deadwood movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's coming back, and it's going to be spectacular. Any- I never watched one episode of Deadwood, Game of Thrones. I, I, I don't think I'm cool enough to watch all that. You know what? It's okay, but I think you'd like both. I think. Not Are they sure. better than The Wire? Well, or Breaking Bad. Or Breaking Bad, or... Remember, remember uh, Peter Griffin in Family Guy? You will not stop talking about Breaking Bad. It's the greatest show ever, other than The Wire. <laughs> Do you know I've and only seen... That, that's my triumvirate right there. Do you know I have only seen small smatterings of The Wire? Well, my brother and I were driving somewhere, and he was saying, the reason you love The Wire so much is you can go, I've been to this place. I've, I've eaten at that place. Because it's Baltimore. You know, it's right. Baltimore. That, you know, every place that they've been to, every place that they shot, I can go, yeah, I remember the time I was there for this. So that's why I probably love, love The Wire more than The Sopranos. I'm Both going, great shows, though. I know. I'm going to give The Wire its run. I'm going to watch it, and I, and I guarantee, I, I don't guarantee, but I bet I'll come out of it going, God, that was really good. I can't believe I didn't watch it until just now. I do know, though, it doesn't have the humor of The Sopranos. No, there is there there is some humor, but it's that's a little sad and funny. You know what I mean? It's a darker cup of coffee. Yes, yes, yes. Pun. Like there's, there's some pun intended. With, um, uh, the police uh, are uh, funny. The poli- Yeah, I know. Sorry, I know. The sorry. police are funny. I let it. That was like a high fastball. I just let that go by. Oh. Didn't even flinch. <laughs> Anyway, so I gotta uh, I gotta watch that show. I think uh, you know Deadwood. It's an acquired taste. It really is. You either lo- it's like sushi. Deadwood's the sushi of TV shows. Either you love it and you can't wait. When are we gonna go out for sushi again? Oh, I know a good sushi place over here. Oh, it's so good. That tuna tartare is. Or you're like, oh god, dead fish, squid, <laughs> disgusting. Oh, let's focus. Okay, before we start, I have a TV question for you, and I think I left it on your voicemail while you were in uh, the motherland. Yes. So I want to have a two-tier, 46-inch TV setup. Is there a wall mount that you you can put? Hold on. What do you mean two-tier? Or 48. I want to have a TV on top and a TV on, on the bottom, right? Below, like, boom, boom. Like one stacked on top of the other. My question to you is, is there a mount that you can do two TVs on one mount, like a high and a low? That's what I mean. No, you don't want a two. Get three. Jay, Jay, Jay. I know. I, I mounted hear- one, by the way, and I thought I did the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I, I ran can- around like with the with the Olympic theme playing behind me. I was so happy that I I found the studs. I I put it up correctly. It was all uh, balanced, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And I was like, "I need to put another TV up here now." <laughs> I applaud you for going two, but right. I urge you to go all the way to three. Well, here, here. My two TV setup is I have one for the PlayStation and another for the television. I don't okay. know why I have that, but I what wouldn't your, know what to do with the third. What are your sizes? Uh, they're both 40, uh, 48. I'm sorry, 48. 48 well, inch Vizios. The only, the only two screen setup that I would endorse, and it's rare because I don't endorse just two. <laughs> You're so close to three, and three is perfection, Jay. <laughs> The only two-screen setup I would endorse is a top screen that's the main one, at least 65, and the lower secondary screen no larger than 50. 
I don't want that second screen competing with the main event. If you want the lower screen as a, hey, I'm keeping an eye on this while I'm watching that, okay. But there has to be a size difference. Okay. All right. So that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Here's here's emails. Ready? This is an email. Uh, This is from uh, Elias, my token African millennial one percenter. He says. Hi, Steve. I want to answer a few questions you had for Jay about Africans. Please don't file this in the TLDR file. Too long, didn't read. I'm going to start by laying down some credentials. One, I'm a black African-American born and raised in Africa by African parents, East Africa. I'm married to a beautiful white woman. Congratulations. Of course. Living the dream. <laughs> I'm an engineer. I don't, even know, I don't even know what that means, by the way. It means it's a beautiful thing. Marry who you want. White, black, anything in between. Doesn't matter. I'm an engineer and a terrapin. My wife, who I met at Maryland, lived in Botswana as a missionary for years. I've been to both South Africa and Botswana, and I'm a one percenter and a true millennial. So he's a diehard Zabe fan and a true millennial. Question one, can Africans tell each other apart? Absolutely. Even within the African community, there are many discrimination and prejudices and stereotypes among other Africans. I tell my friends every country has their own version of a Mexican or countries that are less wealthy, have different cultures, or share a border. For South Africa and Botswana, it's Zimbabweans. For Brazil, it's the Venezuelans. For Ethiopia, it's the Somalis. And on and on. Okay. Wow. I did. That is well. Of he course, says, well, you know what? Point, yeah. point B, the dark skin, light skin feud is even bigger <laughs> between Africans, particularly the southern region where the effects of apartheid still linger and the racism is even more overt and in your face. Wait a minute, they still have, okay, I, I, I'm being ignorant. I don't know. I thought apartheid died. The effects, okay. the lingering right. effects. Yeah. I'd like only, to know how that works. There's racial. Yeah, I'm truly being ignorant. I did not know that. I thought you know. Okay, go ahead. Like he, like well, you know, when slavery ended, all racism ended here. So same thing. Number two, he says, why is Botswana wealthier? It's not just. It's not necessarily because they cut down on corruption, although that could be a portion of it. The big thing is they discovered their resources, diamonds buried in the Kalahari Desert, after the colonizers left and gave them their country. Yes, they're still at the mercy of De Beers, which is the international conglomerate that controls diamond prices, but they've got an agreement to let them mine in Botswana, and in turn, De Beers helps develop the country. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, when you said De Beers, I'm laughing because in the 80s, there was a wrestler in the AWA. His name was Colonel De Beers, and he came from South Africa, and his thing was he wouldn't wrestle a black man or a Mexican. That's how that, I thought that was a made up name. Apparently it wasn't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. By the way, you can Google search uh, De Beers, Diamond Cartel, History of De Beers and Diamonds, Business Insider. It's fascinating as to the world supply of diamonds, their prices, and how those prices are determined. But I will not get into it here. Okay. Third point. I love. All caps, Jay, writes, my friend. I love Jay, one of my favorite guests, and I'm from Africa, but I do acknowledge his comment about African blacks don't fully relate to American black culture and black people. A big part that isn't fully acknowledged is the fact that African black people aren't as weighed down by the history of American slavery. In general, Africans migrate to a wealthier, more diverse part of America, such as D.C. Metro, come from educated parents, parents have higher expectations, and parents basically decide your career, i.e. doctor, engineer, or some variation of the medical and technical profession. Also, they're not as weighted down by their environmental and historical obstacles, and there is a guilt factor. Parents leave their decent careers behind for better opportunities for their kids in America. Those with PhDs in higher education often take low-wage, non-skilled jobs to provide a better educational and employment opportunity for their kids. Yes, the apocryphal tale of, in my home country, I was a surgeon. Why are you mopping floors here? To give my kids a better life. No. I I didn't make that up. Anyway, love the show. I'm on the side of less profanity. Makes it easier to listen to with the kids. Regards your token African millennial one percenter, Elias. Or Elias. So there you go, Jay. Okay. He loves you. 
That's the. Well, that's, that's, thank you, Elias Ilias. That that is African black beating American black coming together in a we're, beautiful. We're way. holding hands across the table. Which brings me to my first story today, and it just crossed my eyeballs. If, file this one under. Ooh, here we go. Will Smith is slated to play Venus and Serena Williams' father, Richard Williams, in the upcoming biopic on the two tennis-playing sisters. However, a controversy has erupted. Yes, this should be a dark-skinned dude. Because his skin is too light. Yes. The, I mean, come on. The, the Alabama versus Auburn of race relations, the eternal rivalry, rears its head yet again, Jay. It, there, there was, I remember this, this happened like three years ago. Um, the singer from the 60s and 70s, Nina Simone, they were doing a biopic pick, and they slated Zoe Saldana to play her. If you've ever seen a picture of Nina Simone, Zoe Saldana <laughs> looks nothing like her. Right, and there was light skin, dark skin wars over that. I'm. Why don't you give this to Don Cheadle? Let him play Richard Williams. Uh that would be better, right? Yeah, I think he could do Will a good Smith job. Can't do everything, and I like Will Smith. But let's be real. Come on, that's, he played that's, all. He played Ali, but Ali was sort of light skin, right? Ali, Ali was light skin, yes, or or of a lighter hue. Is, Sonny Liston. Is there an actual chart that? numerically measures the skin tones like the sapphire like the sapphire simpson scale for tornadoes and f5 on the fujitas actually sapphire simpson might be hurricanes the fujita scale is tornadoes is there a darkness scale i'm going to let you in on this in the in the 20s 30s maybe 40s when you were a uh if you were a entertainer and i'm not making this up it was called the paper brown test. If you were darker than a paper brown bag, you could not play in certain clubs that, like the like the Cotton Club in, oh in New York. Oh my god! They, I swear to God, I swear to God, they said if you were darker than the paper bag, you could not play. That is a god's honest truth. Wow! It's been in books. It's yes. Well, so yes, there is a scam. Thank God we've left that horrible. Time I know, behind. and that was that was no, 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 that was our own people. Oh it wasn't, shit! No, 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 no! It was not. No, that was like dark skin or, or light skin people would uh, not hire dark skin people because yeah, that, that oh. So you are and by against. The way, and by the way, there are people squirming in, with their ear earbuds on right now because they hate the race talk. Well, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we're trying to learn and come together, yes, people. I'm I'm, I'm doing this, stuff this one week you. at a time. Yeah, I know. Right, just relax. Nobody so, gets. When so, Andy talks, when Andy talks Judaism, the oh, people get up. No, so right. stop. All is fucking Yiddish, and uh, oy vey, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. do I put up with that, Jay? Yes, I do, because well, I'm learning. Up, well, having grew up in a uh, predominantly Jewish neighborhood until I was ten, I know all of that stuff. And my my dad used to make the joke: uh, it was all Jewish until we moved in. <laughs> He loved making that joke. Yeah. Did did Sammy Davis Jr. call you guys up and want to recruit you? I'll take we, black Jews for five hundred, yeah. Alex. We were the first blacks in the Jewish neighborhood mm. in Baltimore. Yes, and then yes, my my next door neighbors were the Hirschbergs, and the other sides were the Glasses. Yes, beautiful. I remember that. Yes, beautiful. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So you are against Will Smith playing? Yes. Richard yes. Williams. Very much so. You want to yes. throw in with Don Cheadle? I can't. It's uh, or, or Mahersha Ali. Could I throw Mahersha. in? Could I perhaps nominate an Idris Elba? Perhaps. Okay. We just named the top three dark scene: Don Cheadle, Mahersha Ali, <laughs> and Idris Elba. There you go. Or one of. Oh, can I tell you another controversy? All the African black guys taking roles from. The American oh, black guy. Oh shit! That's another one. It is. Oh, it's too many good wars going on. It's it's unfortunate. It's almost yes. like it's almost like European players being drafted in the NBA over American players. It's sort of like that, but I've never heard any American player, white American player, say anything about Luka Doncic taking the job away from you know another Billy, average Billy, white guy. Right. I can't. I can't yeah. think of one. Right. 
Oh, and Luka Doncic is good. Is the goods, by the way. Well, that's the thing. If 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 you can play, you can play. And game you, game respects game. Now there has been a period in the NBA draft, as you know, Jay, in which GMs were grossly overreaching for the international flavor of the month. Yes, and that the, would have pissed Darko me Milicek off. Is the worst. Yes, Darko is one. Jan Vesely for the Wizards is another. That, that would infuriate me as an American collegiate player, white or black, that gets passed over for some dude with an O in his name with a slash through it who was seen like, oh, this guy was great. We saw him in the European under-18 camp. Fuck him. Who broke the mold for the Europeans being disrespected? Was it Dirk? Dirk was big, but Tony Parker, light-skinned black guy from France. Did pretty well. European, but he is. I okay. know who he is. How about Manu Ganabli, South American? I think it was Dirk, though. Okay. 6'11", so seven foot to shoot. I think it was Dirk that broke the mold for European players being soft right. and always smoking and smelling. That was, <laughs> that, no, that was with um, uh, uh, Vlade. Where, where, uh, where is he from? Uh, Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Oh, the sl- they, yeah, they said they smelled and they smoked all the time. Well, of course. And and, and smelled like kebabs and cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Kebabs, yeah. cigarettes, and faintly of whiskey. Or 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 vodka would be the case. <laughs> you know, the uh, the big Russian center who went to the Portland Trailblazers when is Arvidas Sabonis. Oh, yes. Who if he'd have had two if we'd have seen him when he was younger, yep. he was the goods. Right. Before he got tank-like in size. Hey, speaking of white-black, did you see the nice moment between former Terp Kevin Herter and Dwayne I, Wade? I saw that today, and I saw, first of all, Dwayne Wade. I'd stop with the cornrows. But anyway, <laughs> I was like, did, that's, wait a minute. Love? He ain't allowed to do that? When you're over the age of 25, you can't have cornrows. That's, no, that, that's not a good look. Didn't um, you once have? I was not yet 25, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, can you explain to me? Is Kevin? Her- I have not watched a lot of Atlanta Hawk games, but I've noticed Kevin Herter is really that good. Kevin Herter is just balling out in the league. I mean, he's not a superstar, but he's getting minutes. He's getting burned. He is a useful player because shooting never goes out of style, especially in today's day and age. Right? Yes, but about, I've noticed that he is. Like seventeen, seven and three a game, something like that. I was like, the Red Mamba. I did not yeah. know he was having that good of a season with Atlanta. And Is it because Atlanta sucks and he has to put up those points? When he was a Terp, well, kind of he that. He was really good. He was really good. He was really terp. good, but it wasn't like we're going to the Final Four. We got Kevin Herter. It was hey, he's a nice player who can shoot. The prototypical six five, six seven white wing who can shoot threes. But he can hand he could handle also. Sure, because you know Mark Turgeon's terrible coaching. They put oh, him in point a lot. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> anyhow, put a, put a dime in that jukebox. Go ahead. Sorry. A- anyhow, so Wade had heard that Herder had idolized him as a kid, and that's partly why he chose the number three. And so Wade sought him out after a game the other night and, and says, "Hey, would you like? I heard your your fan. Would you like to change? You know, swap jerseys?" And Herder looked like a kid at Christmas, and I thought it was a. A very neat moment. That was a nice moment. It was. Dwayne Wade, to me, is the last of the true men in this league of fucking infants and children and millennial (sighs) little bitches. Dwayne Wade is the last guy, Jay, that acts like a man, talks like a man, and handles his business like a man. He doesn't get caught up in all this social media bullshit. He's not all about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Oh, shut the F. Up. I, he talks too I much. don't want to be a TV star. I don't want to be a celebrity. Oh, really, Uncle Drew? Interesting. <laughs> Which, by the way, I watched eight minutes of that god-awful movie. That movie actually made money. If you saw Uncle Drew, whoa, you, should whoa, be, whoa, you, whoa. you should be taken from the gene pool. Whoa, whoa. They took that Pepsi commercial and made a movie out of it? What, yes, it was on HBO. It had... <laughs> It had, Holy um, shit, there it is. Kyrie Irving, can, Shaq, uh, yes. little little someone. Little Rel. Little Rel. 
Oh, he was in movie. He was, he was in. Oh, the movie is um um the movie Tiffany Haddish is in it. Oh um, my there's, god! There's actually a funny comedian in it, and I cannot. It his name should be in the top billing, but um, uh, who else was in it? I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter. Oh oh oh! What's the woman basketball player who thinks she's hot? Went to USC. Lisa, Lisa Leslie. Yes, yes, she's in it. Oh, Nick Kroll is in it. Eric Kroll is Eric Ash. Nate Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Reggie Miller. So back to uh back to uh Dwayne Wade. Am I wrong that he's the last no, you're right. man in the league and he just he carries himself with such an ease. He doesn't get caught up in shit. He's like, whatever. You don't see him tweeting. You don't have to worry about what he's doing. And he's buds with LeBron, the biggest millennial baby there is. I and, don't understand that. Right. And and luckily for Dwayne Wade, none of that LeBron shit wore off on him. Chris Paul is also in that little. Chris Paul's a man too. I think you're right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to fight Chris Paul. Chris Paul's that guy. If you tried to fight him, he keep coming back, <laughs> even if you're whipping his ass, and you just get tired. <laughs> he is, yeah. But so, there's there's only like three or four of them left. Yeah. Mel, no, Mello was kind of a bitch. So Kyrie Irving now is just at wit's end with the Celtics, who are struggling. And LeBron is at the same wit's end in L.A. And because they probably can't land the unibrow this summer, because you know New Orleans is not going to trade him to L.A. come hell or high water. I wouldn't. And Durant has said some things that make you think he's not going to L.A. to bail out. He's going to the Knicks. Possibly. Then what else is there for LeBron to do to try to – Save him from another season of misery. Uh, Kyrie, reunite with the guy that he had the biggest falling out with. Reunite with the guy that left him in Cleveland because he was sick of playing second fiddle to LeBron. Can you repair that relationship? I don't know, but I want to see it tried. I want to see it together. If nothing else, for the enough, if nothing else, for the comedic value of it, because you know that shit will fall apart too quickly. They'll win a title, then it'll fall apart. Win a title? Kyrie and LeBron together? At their you know, advanced ages? Although, advanced age? Well, well, Kyrie LeBron, is, what, 29? Well, uh, okay. Le- Kyrie's younger. 28? He's, I, don't think, I don't think, no, I think he's 20, mid-20s. Right, but yeah. Le- LeBron is 47. In basketball, like in, a thirty-five, but yeah, <laughs> he's he's forty-seven in basketball years because he's always played into June every year, and he's played on all our national teams. Which I hate to add that as like some big strain, but it is a lot of basketball. I can't. I can never bet against that guy, though. As much as I'm not a fan, I can't bet against him. <laughs> Now's the I time bet to against bet them. against him because. They're going nowhere fast in LA. They've got no the good. They're not making the playoffs. And why would they be any better next year? Because LeBron's quote healthy for the whole year, maybe. You know, but before he got injured, they were on pace to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, that's why they play eighty-two, not thirty-seven games. <laughs> oh, you're gonna throw. You're gonna throw that logic. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's segue from. Kyrie Irving to Kylie Jenner, who was listed as the youngest American-made billionaire with a, quote, self-made fortune. Do you believe that the creditation, creditation, that the, uh, the, the, the classification of Kylie Jenner as self-made is accurate? No, she's not self. Okay, let's, let's, Put the Wayback Machine back in. We all know how this whole thing started. With a sex tape. Yes. With Ray J Kim. And, and Kim. So she's not self-made. She's made from the twat of her sister. That's how she's made. And I hope, you know, that doesn't give you an X rating because I said twat. That's but okay. it's true. We've been it's banned true. from iTunes already. Well, she didn't. Oh, really? She didn't. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't come from her sister's twat. But I mean, that's why she's famous. But because you're of saying, that sex tape. You're saying that uh, that Kim's snatch is what helped launch a thousand ships, helped yes. launch the empire. That is that is yes, that's what that's how it happened. If that would have never happened, but she's a, we'd never know anything about the Kardashians. But she's a Jenner, not a Kardashian. But they're sisters. They're sisters. Half. 
What do you right? mean? Because they're from the mom. Yeah, but aren't aren't isn't Kim and Chloe from and Chloe and Kim, from, Courtney? They're they're from, from the late Robert Kardashian with his skunk hairs, baby batter, and yeah. then and then Kylie is from Bruce Jenner before she became Caitlyn. Yes. So they're but half. That, but they're still sisters. They all grew up they're, together. They're half sisters. Listen, I think, and you know how Kylie Jenner made her billion? Um, no. Makeup, Actually, I don't. Makeup line. Okay. Well, she that's has, good. She has, right. she has a makeup line called Kylie, shocker, that has done very well, and she holds all of it. See, well, I, I, respect her. I respect her for that, but the reason she is famous or known is because of her sister. If that would have never happened. True. But my would argument... not know who the Kardashians slash Jenners are. Not only am I fine with her being called a self-made billionaire, I'm actually even more impressed because she has no fucking talent. She has made a billion dollars, Jay, with no discernible talent. That's remarkable. Did she get a, a big leg up with her whore sisters? And her whole yes. mom, of course she did. But you know but who then else she took had... the ball and ran with it. Right. You know who else got a big leg up and didn't do shit with it? Lindsay Lohan, that crackhead. Oh, God. We lived in a world, Zabin, that she was considered the most, not the most beautiful. She was hot. But she was, but she was her and Tara Reid. Remember when you thought Tara Reid was gorgeous? <laughs> Tara... And now she's a effing train wreck. Wait, Tara Reid was never considered gorgeous, but she was in that mix as whoa, a solid. Whoa, whoa. Yes, she was. <laughs> Tara Reid in the Big Lebowski was extremely hot. Yes. Not gorgeous, though. Gorgeous yes, is another. Yes, she was gorgeous. I don't know Tara... about that. American Pie Tara Reid. You know who I think of? When you say the word gorgeous about a woman, I think of the opening title sequence to the television show Heart to Heart. Did you ever see Jessica Hart? She's gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Jay, you you slam home my alley oops better than anyone I know. I just threw that one up from half court. And you're like, slam it down. When we were nine or ten or eleven, that's you what had we no watched. Car, you yeah. had nothing. I can remember many a Saturday night watching. Well, I think Hard Heart was Friday, but Saturday night was Love Boats and Fantasy Island back to back. And the chauffeur was narrating this yes. whole arrangement, and he talked about his wife, and she's gorgeous. Stephanie Powers, yes, played yes. Mrs. Hart. Yes, <laughs> and she was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Yes, Tara she was. Reed was never gorgeous. She was hot. What is what is please please people write in who's right who's wrong on this one <laughs> okay I want the, I want the emails on this one anyhow Kylie Jenner I respect the fact she's a billionaire because a others have had a leg up and haven't done anything with it like you know Paris Hilton and uh, you know Lindsay Lohan and Lana uh, Richie's daughter right and she's and she's got no discernible talent I I don't think I've ever heard Kylie Jenner talk. I've never seen the show. I'm not. I've never seen the Kardashian show, so I don't know what she sounds like either. Moving right along to women who are gorgeous, you are floored by the Pete Davidson soft landing to Kate Beckinsale, a 45 year old British smoke show who's had a so so acting career for her hotness. How does an ugly butt eyes having Pete Davidson? land from a hard breakup with Ariana Grande right into this smoke show. He, and, and before he dated Ariana Grande, he dated Larry David's daughter, who is extremely attractive. Don't even know her. But, but like I said, I've never seen... And one of your uh, 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 Twitter followers said he supposedly hung like a horse. But I'm like, but he's got to get through the door to show them the goods. The fact that he gets in the door... Is mystifying because he's not. I don't even think he's. Is he funny to you? I don't think he's funny. Huh. Kazzy, Kazzy David. Yeah, C-A-Z-Z-I-E. Uh, she looks like a, a a a little bit better knockoff of Anne Hathaway. She's she's attractive. Is that a good comp? A little Too bit attra- of an Anne yes. Hathaway knockoff, Anne long Hathaway's black hair. A yeah. Yes. Although Anne Hathaway's. 
got giant eyes that are really far apart and sort of crooked and big lips. You're, you're a tough grader. <laughs> Just I'm, I'm a keen scouter. <laughs> I, I I watch the forty yard dash time. I see how they throw. I analyze how they'll be on Sundays. But Pete Davidson should not be with any of those women. So, but I sound like a hater for saying that. But I'm just being. A, he's not. He's not Jason Sudeikis, who's so a good he, guy and funny. So how's he doing it? I don't know. You think she took and she took pity on him because he was quite the bitch after. He and Ariana Grande broke up. Remember, they were worried about his state of being. Right. They were like, "We right. think Pete might have killed himself." Right. I think she might have took pity on him. They say, Jay. They say, women love men who can make them laugh more than anything, and they value that. Some women do overlooks. Not all, but some. Okay. Many. That's what they say. That. So if Pete Davidson is really funny in person in a relationship, maybe that's all it takes. Okay. All right. Well, it's he's, just shocking that he's hitting he's hitting over four hundred with women. Correct. He is out punching his weight class by yes. a long wide margin. Okay, before we get to uh fuck that guy, and we're at thirty five minutes right now. This there game you go. is this game is flying by. Can um, I wait, wait can I just be off really quickly? Yeah. I like to talk combine very quickly. Okay, go ahead. Every every team who drafts a person off of the, I think, I'm surprised you haven't done a study. Every team that drafts people off their great combine uh, work, they have to be, all of them have to be under 500. Do you know the Patriots don't even go to the combine? You know, I said that myself and I was wrong because guess who was there this week? Belichick. But I, wait a minute, I, this is, I've read it. I've I've, heard somebody say that he never went. That probably me. And I was wrong about that. He has not gone in the past, but this year he was there and he donated to Rich Eisen and St. Jude's for the Run Rich Run thing, which I'm of split mind on. I don't know how you feel about that promotion. It was great the first two years, and now it's okay. Raises a lot of money for St. Jude. That's good, though. That's the children's hospital. That's good, though. But... It's not like Rich is sacrificing anything to raise that money. I in bet you he's sponsored by somebody else also, like well, a shoe company or something like that. He's getting a taste somewhere. It's a, <laughs> I don't know about that, but it's a weird thing in which the charity work or, or the money he's raising for St. Jude, which is undeniably great, is also basking him in a warm glow of, Man, what a good guy that Rich Eisen is at a cost to him of zero. Like he's sacrificing nothing to raise this money. His logo for his radio show, Jay, is of him running in a suit. So this charity work is one of the best things to happen to his career, yet you can't deny the fact that, hey, he's raising money for sick kids with cancer. That's where I'm torn. Okay. But Eddie, but you're my, like, okay, you don't get my okay. point on that. Yeah. Do you? I, I, I don't, I, I can't get mad. I can't, I have no feelings I'm not about mad. whatsoever. I'm not I know mad. what you're saying. I'm, I'm, like, okay. I'm just saying, I don't feel like praising Rich Eisen because he's already getting enough out of this. Yes. And, and how hard is it for him to run? He literally runs 40 yards once a year has people run up to him and give him checks to go donate to St. Jude's and then says, oh, yeah, I know. It's, I'm very humble. Da, da, da. Humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him, man. That's what my I'm saying. Favorite, my favorite thing ever, humble brag. The guy who came up with that, you know, he killed himself. The guy who invented hashtag yeah, it, it was a, humble it was brag? A, yes, it was, uh, he worked for Grantland. I cannot remember his name, but no he used way. to have a humble. He used to have a humble brag of the week, and he killed and, himself. And he killed himself like four years ago, maybe. Oh yes. my god! I know. I hate to bring you down, but get it really quickly on the on the on the okay. combine. What, right, what, what did you What did you think of DK Metcalf? That that was my point. If you draft him in the top ten picks, I you should lose. You should lose your job for drafting anyone who does a great 40 or benches. Like uh, There was a guy from USC, Port Augustine. He benched 225 like 50 times. This guy was always effing hurt. 
Why, why can't you look at game tape? That's like the thing you should be looking at. DK Metcalf, and what's the guy from Mississippi State who ran a four-whatever 40, the, the D-back, and, and people are going to draft him. You're all idiots. I wrote it down. It's uh, some, some, well, Montez, Montez Sweat. There you go. If you People, Mike Mamula, do we remember him? I, I mentioned Mamula. I mentioned Ashley Lalee as another combine oh, the, oh, guy. Oh, the guy from Hawaii? Yes. Or the, yeah. Yes. And, and and this doesn't – I mean, just look again. There was a guy when Juju Smith-Schuster, and I clipped and saved it, and I was like, you're going to – he said Juju Smith-Schuster is the most overrated wide receiver. Oh, God. And I, and I remember right – I, I, it was from an anonymous NFL sure. executive. And I said, whoever that executive is, he'll be fired in three years. And I think I'm winning that one. Because you to say The problem that, is these guys get fired, and then and they then go get And buddy hires them. Yeah, exactly. It's an old boy network. Look at Serrano. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. So DK Metcalf, to me, he looked like he ran bow-legged. And I'm no sprinting expert. Obviously, he can move, but it's straight line speed. He ran the fastest 40 time of any player over 220 pounds since they started measuring. However, get ready for your mind to be blown. He had one of the slowest three cone drills in the combine this year, even slower than something like two dozen quarterbacks. At what, what point, Zabin, are, are wide receivers going to run in cone-like fashion? <laughs> well, at least the cone drill measures change of direction ability. The God, 40 run, is just straight line speed. You run straight. You run straight, then cut. You run straight, then you cut in and out. For DBs, that one I can see. You can tell the fluidity in the hips. Yeah. But not for wide receivers. Yes. All right. Speaking of wide receivers... Uh, do you want to feed your dog a biscuit or something? Is he okay? He's just being a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> He's being a dog. That's okay. He's being a dog. Come here, good boy. Who is that? Your I dog can't. again? The, the, that, that one barking is Buck. Hey, Buck. Give me your Buck. You're a good boy, Buck. So, now that Showalter got fired, do I have to rename him? That's no. what I named him after. You named him after Buck Showalter, huh? That was stupid of no. me. Like, like, like grown men buying jerseys of <laughs> players, like Bryce Harper jerseys. No, don't That's rename him because even though Buck got fired, Buck was the fucking best. Love That's Buck true. I, he was a great okay. dude. You're right. Okay. So while we're on wide receivers, let me put a quarter into your jukebox on Antonio Brown. You as a Steeler fan. I don't know if you saw the, the ESPN piece over the weekend. Your thoughts? Of course I did. I just shook my head and said, I'm so glad. The only thing I will say, he's right about Ben Ro- Ben Roethlisberger is equally responsible for this. Well, actually, the Steeler organization for letting Ben get away with everything he does. They 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 need to bring Ben down a notch. They can't now. They they you know they even though there were some things about Bruce Arians I didn't like, he got sick of Bruce Arians and let Bruce Arians go. Right. Haley, while being a dickbag. He had his best seasons under Haley. They got rid of him. So now the co- uh, offensive coordinator is Randy Fickner, who is Ben's best friend. So he's basically the offensive coordinator. They have allowed Ben Rossberg to get away with everything. They, they, you can't put the beast back in the whatever. I don't know what the saying is. But you, Fair you, enough. You can't, you can't do anything now. That so, said, that said, what would you make of Antonio Brown's blonde what is mustache? The, the blonde mustache and the hair. He is... <laughs> For someone who says, I don't want no drama, you look like drama. He's very From, extra. He's being yeah, extra he's, right now for sure. He's extremely extra. And yes. how'd, how'd you like his 18,000 square foot mansion coupled with him saying, I don't need football. Yeah, you're well, probably going to need football with that house. How is Drew Rosenhaus letting him do this? Isn't he like taking down his value with every word he utters? Unless he's trying to force the Steelers to cut him. Well, they're not gonna. They're not gonna cut him. They're, what if nobody wants to trade for him? I would be Tom Petty and just hold on to him, and make him eat it. But yeah. that's just me. I, that's why I can never be a GM. I. But this. But the Steelers can't win in this. You can't win in this trade. You'll never get equal value. What would be proper value? Let's say. Let's say Antonio. Buy first round picks. 
This guy has a hundred a hundred catches a year. How many first? How many first rounders? I was being facetious, of course. Oh, I said okay. five. Well, I want to hold on. Let me lay this out. Let's say Antonio Brown at the end of the season played in Week 17. They lost to the Bengals anyway, but he played. Okay, had an okay game, but whatever. Off season came. He didn't say anything. Didn't show up with a blonde mustache. Didn't go on, you know, LeBron's barbershop show. Which I saw that also. So he comes into the offseason clean, no complaining, played all 17 weeks, had a phenomenal year, won my fantasy league, won many other people's fantasy leagues. What would a good trade be for him then if the Steelers executed a sneak attack? Like, holy shit, they just traded Antonio Brown and nobody saw this coming. What's a the first, price? A first and a second. Okay. Is that and, crazy? No. no. No, I think that's fair. Some might even say a steal if he comes in with his house in order and comes in clean. But he comes in dirty now as a malcontent who skipped a game, who's not coachable, who's got weird blue and pink things in his hair and a blonde mustache and is talking nonsense gibberish about, he told me to go home. I'm like, go home? Okay, I'll go home, and then it's too late. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, by the so, way? So now he's going to go play for a quarterback who's not accurate and won't and won't have the ability to extend plays and allow him to get behind defensive backs, so, which is what he lived on a lot with Ben Roethlisberger. So what do you think, then, the Steelers will get back? Not what they should, but now that Brown is in a damaged state, what do you think they will get back in a trade? Second and the third. Okay. Something like that. And I'm still on board as saying the Packers should go for it. Fuck it. What's the worst that but, can happen? Put them on that team. Let's see what happens. That's like the only team that I could see him having a, as good as a season as he did with Ben. Because Aaron Rodgers, as we know, both knows how to extend plays, but he doesn't run. He He looks to extend plays and throw the ball downfield rather than Tuck it and run. Like oh yeah, a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I he was I would, smart. Yeah. I would orchestrate that trade to the Packers. I think sometimes organizations to get too high on their own fumes about we don't do things that way around here. We don't want distractions. Is do you want, the juice? Do you is want the juice it? worth the squeeze with him though? Do you want a hundred and four catches and fourteen touchdowns? And a, and 1,100 yards. And yeah. a terrifying lid lifter of a wide receiver. Work on the distractions. Work on the meetings. Get him and Rodgers on the same page. For a second and a third, I'd do it. What's the worst that can happen? Okay, time for FTG. Jay, who this week is your fuck that guy? Came to me uh, yesterday in Chick-fil-A. The guy or gal who, whenever they say, may I help the next person in line, they don't hear that. They just oh. stand there like the idiots. That happened yesterday, and it was it was a nice older lady, and <laughs> I stood behind her, and the lady and the lady at Chick-fil-A, which, by the way, is the world's greatest place on earth now, she stood there for like three minutes as the lady said, may I help the next person, may I help the next person. And I wanted to nudge her, but I didn't. I you, just wanted stood to, there. you wanted to push her like Kyle Kuzma pushing LeBron out on the wing. Right, right. They're talking <laughs> to you, lady. Yes. Oh, so your God. FTG is a prototype, otherwise known as the fast food line Helen Keller. Sees nothing, <laughs> hears nothing. Yeah. It just never, stands there. Everybody else in the line can hear, may I help you, except for the person in the front of the line. That makes no sense. All right. My fuck that guy for the week is one Justin Thomas of the PGA Tour. A lot of golfers these days are bitching and moaning about these new ticky-tack rules that have been implemented by the USGA. And they're getting used to it. Ricky Fowler got penalized for an improper drop because he didn't put it at his knees. He did shoulder height like the old way. Another guy got penalized this past weekend for his caddy lining up behind him before a shot. Even though he wasn't really lining him up, it was rolled a penalty. Well, Justin Thomas capes up on Twitter and says, the USGA is out of control. They're ridiculous. These rules suck. Blah, 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 blah. Something to that effect, okay? Full-on Twitter blast from Justin Thomas. The USGA's official account, Jay, replied back, Justin, we need to talk. We're available anytime you want, but so far you've canceled every meeting we've scheduled about this. 
Come talk to us. So then Justin Thomas says, I was hurt by that because it's not accurate. I didn't cancel any meetings. And I'm like, hey, Justin, you took to Twitter in the first place. You know where the fuck to go get a hold of the USGA people. They're in the scoring tent. They're all over the place. Get your agent to get them on the phone. You had a year to talk about these rules. And you're going to Twitter, and because they fire back at you on Twitter, now you're hurt? Oh, that is rich. Fuck him. You're a little <laughs> pipsqueak with one major, okay? And I used what, to what, like you, what, but you that? need to settle down. What was his major? Uh, the PGA Championship last summer. Okay. Uh, two, two summers ago. Two summers ago. Not even last summer. Kepka won it last summer. So the unfortunate part is, after a day of backlash, guess who crawled down? from their perch, the USGA, saying uh, we regret implying that he had canceled meetings. That was incorrect. And blah, blah, blah. Let's work together. Boo. Boo, USGA, you did it right. Justin Thomas wanted to be a millennial bitch and take his beef to Twitter and make you guys look stupid. Then clown his ass. Stitch a big bozo suit on him and let him see if he likes it. He didn't like it. I was hurt by it. Fuck him. And that'll do it for today, Jay. What a scintillating 49 minutes and 58 seconds. All there you told. Go. It wasn't just 40 minutes of hell. It was 40 minutes and double overtime, my friend. And it was a and good who, run. Well, thank you, Zabe. It is always a pleasure on Tuesday. Three weeks from Zabe Vegas. You'll be out there. It's going to be a fantastic time. Don't forget, get the Zabecast app. Subscribe to Premium. Save.com slash premium. Podcasts are like Netflix for your ears. Send me topic suggestions and, of course, critical emails. Me and Jay love those. Zabe at yahoo.com. Now, Jay, what should people go out and do until tomorrow? Oh, my goodness. Give me a go out and do what between now and tomorrow. (laughs) Take your garbage out because it's garbage day here. Now, get out there and put that garbage (laughs) to the curb, and we will see you next time. What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Two item minimum pan pizza, bone and wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. At SheFit, we're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022.